on sale now at LiveNation.com. Don't miss Shinedown Live. We all dream about buying our first home, a place where we can settle down, build our future, and create lasting memories. A place for us to call our own. Great Choice Home Loans can make it easier. With down payment assistance from Great Choice Home Loans, you can get $6,000 or 6% of the purchase price toward your home. So make your dream a reality. Ask your lender about Great Choice Home Loans or visit greatchoicetn.com today. Hey, it's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and now's your opportunity to get up to 60% off our entire stock during our renovation reduction sale going on right now at all locations. For complete details, go online to rijewelers.com. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Saturday, April 29th, come celebrate 901 night with your Memphis showboats take on the gamblers. We can't wait to have you for the USFL. Bring the whole crew to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium with special ticket four packs. Over the middle, jump, oh, God, it's caught. And get a free 901 showboats hat. Fantastic seats get you right next to the action for just $10. And the showboats chug right back into this game. Buy your tickets today at theusfl.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here, and for a championship team, every player needs to be a perfect fit. It's just like your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just look for the green check. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If car designers can make cars look like anything, why are there so many boring cars? Why not a car that looks like an ancient sword? Or the future? The sky isn't even the limit at Nissan. Why be boring when you can make a katana blade slice through traffic? That's the Nissan Z. Or something from the future whizzing by. And that's the Aria. Nissan. Redesign for thrill. 2023 Aria has limited availability. See dealer for financing details. This is Flea for This Little Light, a podcast about falling in love with music. I started a nonprofit music school about 20 years ago called the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music. The reason that I started doing this podcast was music education. I'll be speaking with Rick Rubin, Thundercat, Stuart Copeland, Margot Price, Corey Henry, Cynthia Arrivo, Sheila E., and Patti Smith. Please listen and follow This Little Light, a presentation of Cadence 13 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lewis Black, Off the Rails Tour. You're so excited you can barely get your pants on. Friday, April 21st, 8 p.m., Graceland Live. Tickets on sale now at GracelandLive.com. Hey, Howie, what's that on your face? What do you think it is? It's just a little bit of sheetrock dust from our renovation that we have going on right now at the Robert Irwin Jewelers on Perkins Extended. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and we're celebrating with up to 60% off our entire stock at all locations. Even diamonds? Diamond engagement rings, diamond fashion jewelry, diamond stud earrings, watches, gold chains, gold bracelets. Our entire stock is on sale. For complete details, go online to rijewelers.com. Shop early for best selection. Regions Bank presents Live at the Garden at Radiance Amphitheater. June 3rd, it's Lady A. June 24th, Matchbox 20 plays the garden. July 14th, Brothers Osborne. 
August 25th, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. And September 8th, Train. Season lawn and individual show tickets on sale Monday, April 24th at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. More info at RadianZamp.com. Also presented by South State Duncan Williams, AutoZone, True Green, Gossip Motors, The Lily Company, Pro Show, and Mahaffey Event Rentals. This your captain. Better buckle your seatbelts for this one. I saw my passport expired, so I went to Staples, got a passport photo lickety split. While I was there, I grabbed some tiny travel soap and shampoo. Yeah, feeling fresh as a daisy. Staples has everything for travel. 10-minute passport photos, luggage, headphones, even personal travel items. And now at Staples, get 20% off your in-store purchase when you buy any travel service. Plus, travel size Purell hand sanitizer is just 49 cents. Get all set to jet at Staples. Offers end 422. In-store only. Exclusions apply. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 E. ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Bike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Each and every day here on the Jeff Calkins Show, we welcome Chris Harrington to the program. Let's fire it up. Now, it's Chris Harrington, live on 92.9, discussing the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Memphis Showboats. Get your tickets now. Starting at just $10, go to usfl.com. Chris Harrington joins us now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is uh, Moving to L.A. by the British indie rock band Art Brute. Um, in honor of the Grizzlies-Lakers series, which moves to L.A. this weekend. How much L.A. music do you have? I, there's a lot of L.A. music, so that would be a, I, I, my, what I, The radio show, I talk about this with Jeff every once in mm-hmm. a while. The music radio show I do occasionally, which I'm on hiatus for right now, My one of my original concepts was going to be called Road Trip, and every week was going to be a different place and I was going to like do a map from Memphis around the country and back to Memphis. I was going to do a Memphis show and an Arkansas show and a Louisiana show and all of that. And I may do that at some point when I run out my other ideas. And so I would do it. I would do a Southern California show and that would be an easy hour to do. Do you find yourself, cause this is something for me. Like I've noticed when the weather gets nicer, like I have summer music like that I listen to. And then I have other stuff that I'll listen to more frequently. You know, when it's, Winter, it's gloomy. Does that hold true for you? Uh, not really. Not, I, I, no, I, I've done. I've, I've done summer summer oriented radio shows. I've I've written like you know summer playlist like articles d- deep in my past. But in terms of listening, no, it's just you know whatever the whatever the mood and moment hits me like moment day to day. But it's not seasonal for me very much. Are we going to get? I love L.A. at some point. Because it's, to me, so it's the, the I, signature L.A. song because it's literally uh, Randy Newman complaining about L.A. and everyone thinks, oh, he says, I love L.A. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, man. Look at that bum, man. He's down on his knees. Yes. I mean, the, 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 the thing about I love L.A., it's in the voice of a terrible person. It's many Randy Newman songs Correct. are. And it's Randy Newman singing in the character of some rich, oblivious, like, you know, Los Angeles jerk driving around soaking up the sun while bad things are happening around him. And like it's t- it's a very ironic song taking taken irony free by by, by L A. and so I do have I, that's a good anti L A. song that people take as pro L A. 
I have a favorite anti-LA song I'll probably do on Monday, so we'll save that. Is it Death Cab? It is not. Okay. All right. I'll leave you guessing. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm excited for that. Uh, so I was actually – I've been trying to get into more hearing what other people there have been saying about the series and not debate shows, like guys, guys that I like. Right. So I was watching uh, – Rosillo had some clips – from yesterday, I thought this was an interesting point. Did you, when the Lakers cut it, I think it was to six, did you ever feel like at the game, did you ever feel like the Lakers were going to win game two? Um, I, I, I agree with you. I like Rosillo too. He's smart about the NBA. Um, I... I, I felt like it was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel. Like, I didn't feel the oh no pit in your stomach. The Lakers are about to win this. No, I, I did feel like. Uh oh, this this is gonna this is gonna get serious a little bit. But I never felt the doom of the Lakers are going to win. I should have a lot of confidence in the Lakers in that game. And and, and Taylor Jenkins, I sort of referenced this in what I wrote in my my, my Tillman story. Like in the wake of all the Dylan Brooks, like you know, give me LeBron stuff. LeBron scored on Dylan like right under the basket twice in a row to cut it to six. He cut it to six. The Grizzlies scored. He scored to get Dylan again and cut it to six. And then the Grizzlies switched up their defense and sort of shut that off and 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 took it home. But you know, I never I never felt the. Sometimes you will get that feeling of like this is headed in the wrong way. This is not going to turn out the way you want. I never quite got there in that game. Yeah, because I was the same way. Because I was trying to think. I'm sitting with my wife, and my wife is a little bit more of a pessimistic sports fan like her team can be up 10 and as soon as someone either hits a basket or you know cuts it to single digits she'll start like going here we go again I also think there's a wiring thing but I feel like with the amount of sports that I watch and as much as I gamble I have a pretty good feeling when a game is turning and it's headed towards doom I just never really got there with the Lakers because it felt like they were expending so much energy, and despite the fact the Grizzlies weren't, despite the fact that the Grizzlies didn't really hit shots the last six minutes, it never got to a point where it's like, all right, they have the ball with a chance to either tie, take the lead. I always just felt like the Grizzlies were like one shot away from putting it away, and that's kind of, I don't know, that 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 it struck me because you know he he said that. Rosillo said that he he thought they were going to win, and it's like I never really got there, and I don't think that was like fandom or, or you know like I I just you know I'm, I'm watching the game and I just I didn't never get to that the, sense to to the degree you pick up the vibes like I never got the vibes of confidence. I'm not sure the Lakers like to yeah. believe they were about to win. You know, I just didn't get that feel. No. And I was trying to think though, why did I feel that way versus you know maybe why why someone else felt that way. I think honestly, the biggest reason I felt that way is like, to to have a comeback like that. You got to hit shots, and they just were not hitting shots. Yeah, I mean the Lakers thing is interesting to me, and I, I the, the thing that I would worry about most. It's not the only thing I would worry about, but the thing I'd worry about most from the Grizzlies is the Anthony Davis thing. Um, was he bad in game two because of something you did, or is one of those games where he just decided like you know he didn't care that much? And is it going to be a situation where when he decides he cares, the Lakers are going to win and there's nothing you can do about it? And is he going to decide that four times in a series? That's still like a thing I'm worried about. 
I mean, he, he is sort of – his whole career has been about alternating dominance and disappointment and, like, how much of which are you going to get. And I, I still worry about if he plays peak of powers like he did in game one, I don't know what the Grizzlies can do anything with that. And that's still my main concern. But the rest of that Lakers team – like, LeBron's put up good numbers – and, like, Austin Reeves, like, went off in the fourth quarter of game one. But, like, I don't really trust the Lakers supporting cast. And maybe LeBron's going to change in L.A. But I went back and I rewatched, like, every shot he took in, in both the games. Yeah. And, like, he has been really good. But literally, it's all, like, stationary jump shots. And it's fast and it's transition and it's like, you know, bully ball tip ins and let me catch the ball around the rim. And it's all like catch and finish around the rim and cherry picking, catch and shoot, catch and shoot jump shots. It's not let me do, he's not really doing stuff with the ball in the way classic LeBron would. He is not creating much other than just taking jump shots and, and, and catching and bully ball. He's playing more like a stretch. Powerful. He's almost played more like Brooke Lopez on offense yeah. with better passing than, than like classic LeBron James. And, and we'll get into we'll get into that because I, I know it's something that you proposed yesterday, which I actually think is is a legitimate question about you know who is the best guy to defend LeBron with. But I wanted to go back to the Anthony Davis question. Yeah. Do you have do you have a sense of whether or not an adjustment was made by the Grizzlies to, defensively because? That was kind of what I was thinking. It's like, I, I don't really know. I mean, they they obviously made him take tough shots. Like there, I do think there was an emphasis on that, but I couldn't really come I up with a clear answer. I, I I think there probably was some schematic adjustment, but I think it started with what Taylor Jenkins started with every time the topic of the Grizzlies came up, which was urgency, right? Sure. Like I know that feels like like you know less tangible, but I think it started with more urgency, more uh, – uh, Xavier Tillman used the word assertiveness in, in, in our little opening tip preview thing. I used the word get after it. The, the Grizzlies needed more get after it. I think they had more of however you describe it, all of that stuff on the defensive end in game two, and I think that played in to their defense against everybody, but particularly Anthony Davis. And when you have Tillman more active and assertive on both ends – there's a wild talent imbalance with Anthony Davis and, and, and Tillman, but Tillman is a big body, long arm, strong, physical, and if he is active, he he can he can have an impact on the series and make it harder on both ends. Something like Davis as good as he is, I just think Tillman was more assertive in the game. His team was more assertive defensively, and that kind of dovetails into the other question that I have. Obviously, the Grizzlies, when you looked at the final stat sheet, the rebounding was, you know, to me, like, that was a huge story. But I was also trying to figure out how much of that is improvements from the Grizzlies versus how much of it was, well, the Lakers missed shots and they missed a lot of, you know, they missed a lot of shots that weren't at the rim and therefore it felt like AD didn't take over. I think think you can look at the Lakers. You can look at the Lakers in game one and say, well, you know, they had a – there are guys out there who just had great shooting nights. You're just not going to see that all the time. I think that's a fair thing to say about game one. Game two, they made seven threes. I, I, I don't think you, you can assume that's going to happen again either. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of good shooting night, bad shooting night for the Lakers. I do think the Grizzlies' defense was markedly better in game two. And so, you know, it's a mix of luck, luck and a mix of make, make your own buck from a Grizzlies perspective. I think there's some of both of that at work. With the Davis stuff, though, I think – 
do I think things the Grizzlies did differently and better impacted his game? Sure. But I think the primary thing is he impacted his own game. I think the, the, the difference between Davis game one to game two is partly about the Grizzlies, but I, I feel and worry it, is, it was primarily about Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I'm in this weird spot where I'm not really sure what the Lakers did in game one is quote-unquote like repeatable or – I mean, I guess it's always repeatable for guys to hit shots, but it's almost like I don't know if that was a fair reflection. And at the same time, it's like I don't know the game that the Grizzlies won, like if that is some type of you know repeatable skill or expectation that you can have for the rest of the series. And weirdly, it's like, okay, this series should probably be split 1-1, and now they head on the road. Like, is that a fair kind of assessment of what we've seen the first two games? Yeah, but I think now with the Grizzlies, you have even more uncertainty going into game three because of the Ja Morant thing, yeah. right? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? If he is going to play, how good is he going to be? Um, you know, and then beyond how good he can be individually, like you still – like, I, I think – I want to say, like, if you look at after he came back from his suspension, games he started with the other starters they now have, you know, Bain and Brooks and Jackson and Tillman, I think it's like four or five games. Like, because, because you know, Jock came off the bench for a couple games, yeah. and then they, they, they staggered their rest, and so they played Ja with bench guys one night, and they sat Ja and played, and played the other starters a different night, and then everybody sat the last game, and so – like, you know, this team sort of changed a little bit in Jaws' absence, and they they still have not had the reps to to sort of reintegrate him with that change. And now you're doing it on the fly in the playoffs with an injury. And so to me, that's I mean that, that that's just a very uncertain what, what kind of Grizzlies you're going to see. You know, going into LA. What's your expectation for him? Do you think he's going to play? Do you think he's going to play Saturday? I mean, I, I know I, I think. I think you have to assume he's going to play. If it was literally a game-time decision, yeah. if we take them at their word, and it was literally a we're going to test out the grip and the confidence and everything an hour before tip-off, and that he might play, and that decision will be made an hour before tip-off on a Wednesday, I got to assume he's going to play on a Saturday in the playoffs, right? Don't you? I think so. I would like to know who made – I know we'll never figure this out. Yeah, I'd like to know who who made the who made the final decision on Wednesday, because whether or not it was gamesmanship, you know, with Josh showing up in the tracksuit and you know the the pregame stuff, whether or not that was gamesmanship, I kind of got the sense that Josh ja was going to give it a go, and then a decision was made. Let's let's see if we can get through tonight without him, and then and get him back. We feel like he'll be better than Saturday. My expectation is that we're going to see him. We're going to see him start Saturday. The question, though, that I have is, what does he look like? Like to me, like, and what yeah. happens? What happens also if he doesn't look good? No, that's a that, that that is like the real question for the Grizzlies because you've seen you can have success without him, and if you're not having success with him, yeah. You know how are you? Are you willing to bench Jaw after he started, right? If it comes to that, because you get to delicate situations that, that are about more than this game or this series when you're talking about your franchise, right? Yes. And so that's a complicated thing to maneuver. And let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope he plays great and like you know, here we go. The Do other you... weird thing is that is that Tyus Jones has been better as a starter than as a backup, and I don't know why that's true. 
Like, it's not just like, yeah, he puts up better numbers as a starter. He plays more minutes. His shooting percentages are way better as a starter this season. I don't know why he has not played as well in his normal role off the bench, but that's been the case. It'd be nice if, like, Job was good as a starter and Tyus Jones was good coming off the bench, and you got both of those things. That'd be cool. So, buy or sell this. This Because I've, I've had the same question, and my theory is that when he starts – it's typically, obviously, in a game. Like, we've seen a couple examples where he starts and Jaws still plays, but it's typically in a game where Jaws not playing. He's running the show, and the flow of the game is more to how he would run it. When he comes off yeah. the bench, it's, you know, all right, I'm, I'm subbing in, and it's just a, it's maybe not as much as he's in control. And I feel like when he starts, he feels like he's in control. And again, I don't know if there's any numbers that can prove that. But that that's just kind of the the working theory that I have. I think that, I think that seems fairly sound. The other thing, and I know even when he plays off the bench, they'll organize the lineup so that he's playing with some similar kinds of lineups. But when you're starting, you are playing with the other best players. Yeah. And I think he's he's the kind of point guard who, you know, sometimes your classic off the bench point guard is the guy who can get buckets on lineups that otherwise don't have scores, yeah. right? And in some ways, he's better equipped maybe to be a starting point guard and to be the third or fourth best scorer on the floor. That's probably the way, That's probably the ideal Tyus Jones situation is to be that, and it's easier to be that as a starter than, than, than as a backup, oddly enough. And so he is like, you know, quote-unquote, the league's best backup point guard with a game that's more conducive to playing with other elite players than to playing with other bench players. That might be part of it. You had mentioned the the question yesterday on the show, and you took a deeper dive. Again, it's over at the Daily Memphian if you haven't already read it. Is Dylan Brooks the right answer to put on LeBron? Well, I think so. I, I think he's going to spend time on LeBron. I think we'll start the game that way. To me, the answer is what they did in game two, which is it's it's by committee. It's not like Dylan, Dylan on LeBron every second he's on the floor. Staggers and then it's make sure he's always on LeBron. It's going to be uh, the reason why I think it, there are going to be some series where, like, I'm going to say you need Dylan on this guy all the time. Yeah, I think that's not the case with LeBron, and maybe it will change, but because of the way LeBron is playing, I think Dylan is at his best years who are either running around a lot, he's chasing them around, and he's just sticking with them, players who are moving a lot, or guarding players who are, who are creating a lot of stuff off the dribble. Like Dylan's the classic like one-on-one guard the guy handling the ball kind of thing. Yes. And that's what LeBron was. That is not what LeBron's been these two games. He's been, like I said, a more stationary player. And I think he's bigger than Dylan. He's longer than Dylan. And so there's a limit to how much Dylan's going to bother his jump shot, how much Dylan is going to be able to keep him away from the rim and keep him from catching balls in the post. Dylan is at his best chasing guys around and, and, and bothering their dribble, and LeBron is not creating much with the dribble, at least through two games. He has not created a dribble. He has not created movement. It's been passing, shooting, and being big. And I'm not sure that a player playing like that isn't better guarded by a Tillman, by a Jaron. You know, Roddy has had moments. And like that, not only is it possible that some other players might guard him better, but more to the point, I think Dylan's style of defense might be more useful at other places. You know, I, 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 I suggest using him as a cooler to, like, you know, 
to turn the water off and whatever guard you're most scared of in a moment, right? To, to try to keep an Austin Reeves game from happening again. Uh, we'll see. Or, like, I, I mean, honestly, you... at a certain point, don't you have to think about putting him on Hachimura? Like, if he comes out and hits yeah, no, two, yeah, shits, yeah, two shots right. quickly? Yeah, no, I mean, I mentioned that in the column, too. Or I said, whatever guard you're most worried about or whatever Rui Hachimura you're most worried yeah. about. And so I'm not saying don't use Dylan on LeBron. I'm saying don't use Dylan exclusively on LeBron. Mix it up. The, the goal here is not for Le, Dylan to guard LeBron James well. It's for the Memphis Grizzlies to guard the Los Angeles Lakers well. And the way the Lakers are playing, the way LeBron is playing, you have multiple viable options. Literally in game two, they used Dylan. So in game one, Dylan guarded more than half of LeBron's shots. In game three, it was only about a third. And they used Roddy a lot. They used Tillman a lot. They used Jaron some. They used Bain some. The way LeBron's playing right now, you've got like five different guys who can viably guard him. And so, like, make use of that and move stuff around to whatever is the best way to guard the Lakers, not just to guard LeBron, is what I would say. If you use Tillman, how much concern is there if Tillman's extending out a little bit? How much concern is there of putting Jaron in a bad spot? Well, this is why you don't do that in the first quarter, I think. I, I, I think, you know... I think you're going to start with Dylan on LeBron, and then you're going to mix it up. And when you start bringing up guys off the bench, Roddy will have his moments. I kind of like Jaron on LeBron, actually. Um, but I think when you get into the like the last six minutes of the game, if, foul, if fouls are not an issue anymore, that's when you maybe you have Jaron on Davis and, and you may use Tillman more on LeBron, which is what they did the last four minutes in game two. Like when, when LeBron scored on Dylan twice at the rim and to cut it to six, they moved Tillman onto LeBron. And at that point, with Tillman on LeBron, now Davis is on – Jaron is on Davis. I don't think you do that in the first quarter because you're worried about the fouls, right? But if you get to the last six minutes and you're like, Jaron's only got three fouls, you're not worried about that anymore. So I, I think you got to you you mix it up you know, as the game goes kind of thing and not be rigid about it, I would say. I don't know if there's any way of, of knowing this, but what's the, what's the proper concern for the Grizzlies' road woes this season as they head to the road? Um, I feel like home road stuff means less in the playoffs in the regular season. Um, and you hope that's the case at this point. It meant less on, on, on one end when you lost. The Grizzlies have the best home record in the NBA. Yeah. They lost game one at home, right? And so their, 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 their good home play didn't mean much for the playoffs. Started. Let's hope the bad road play doesn't mean much either. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, because I'm watching last night the Warriors and the Kings, and you're sitting there going, well, it's like, okay, this is why – this is why even though the Kings, you know, essentially held serve at home, it's like I need to see them go win on the road. And then you have the whole question of, like, okay, did the Warriors play that much better? Did they play differently without Draymond? But it's like, I don't know, it's a one-game sample. But it's like, okay, well, the Warriors did to me look like a very different team on the road than they did at home. It's like, will that translate for the Grizzlies? I have no idea. I mean, for me, though, the biggest question, though, is can the Grizzlies get more out of Kennard? Or is, the, is it at this point is, you know, maybe is this what he is? And you, you hope for a couple of big ones. I mean, I, I'd be happy with a game two repeat. It wasn't great, but it was, you know, he had 13 points off the bench and I think three, three threes. I, yeah. I, I would take that. You know, the Dylan thing. So, like, my friend Matt Hurlico, who I mention every once in a while, uh, Jeff brings up every once in a while, I don't, probably not many listeners are, are subscribing to Matt's, like, Patreon page, right? But Matt's very smart about the Grizzlies, about the NBA, and, and he noticed he noticed the same thing I noticed and we both wrote about yesterday, which was that 
we both reached the conclusion watching game two that maybe Dylan Brooks guarding LeBron James is not as important to the series as we thought before it started. Yeah. Conclusion about that. Differently, you know, you use a defense different. Matt's conclusion was play Dylan less um, in order to have better offense, which is sort of what happened in game two by accident because of the foul, foul trouble. trouble. Only yeah. played like 23. Only played like 23. But Matt's conclusion was, well, you don't Oh, no. That, no. That's a smart guy. He, that, that's where he went from that. And so we'll see. We lost you a little bit. So go back to Matt's conclusion was that that's where we Matt's, lost you. Matt's conclusion was that if, if you if you don't need Dylan on LeBron as much as you thought, yeah. play Dylan less, play Kennard. I'm worried about the backcourt defense on this team. I think yeah. you have multiple good defenders at the front. You got like one court. That's Dylan Brooks. This is not my conclusion, but that's a pretty. That's not you know. That's not crazy. I know. That's something to think about. All right. What's the what's the travel schedule? I, I Jeff and Drew are both out there. They went yesterday. I'm flying out tonight, so I'll be getting into Los Angeles about 9 p.m. tonight. I think. Uh, good luck getting from LAX to the to the hotel. I'm I'm already hearing war stories. Yeah, I know. I, that, that'll be a first for me. I've never done um, LAX to downtown, um, so we'll see. I'll probably pay 300 bucks to a cab or Uber or whatever. Yeah, it's, right? I, I, it sounds like you're going to pay at least 100 All right. There you, there, there you go. There you go. It'll be a nice welcome to L.A. moment. Chris, we appreciate it. All right. Chris Harrington of the Daily Memphian. We come back. Jeffrey joins the program. Let's play some Believe It or Not, get into the headlines of the day. We'll do that next right here on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Yo, Whitehaven, the wing guru is coming your way. The wait is almost over. Me and Jason are going to be out there Friday, April 28th. That is what, next Friday? Yes, sir. From 4 to 6, and we'll be there along with all your guru favorites, Guru Gold, National High, Triple J, 21 flavors of lip smack and goodness. Can't wait to see you out at the wing guru in Whitehaven. Yep, just down the street from Grayson, Elvis Presley at Reigns. Same great wings, new great spot in the heart of Whitehaven. Memphis is home of the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. If you haven't already heard, you've heard me talk about Bounty before over the years. Delicious restaurant right there on Broad Avenue. I like to tell people to go on down to Broad Avenue. It's a fantastic street, honestly. There's lots of shops and interesting places to tuck your head in. Go see Milo the Bernie's Mountain Dog, the Tom Clifton Art Gallery. Uh, But then circle back to Bounty and get yourself the pork shank or the fried oysters or the Brussels or whatever it is that, that makes your heart sing. But right now at Bounty, there's another reason to stop by, and that is Wind Down Wednesdays. They have Wind Down Wednesdays, which help you wind down. Uh, you get a bottle of wine or glasses of wine for half price. They've got a fabulous selection of wines. Go on in, get a table, or sit at the bar. The bar is fantastic, honestly. Sit at the bar. Get the oysters, get a bottle of wine, maybe bring a friend, and have an evening of it. Great way to spend a little time now that it's beautiful here in Memphis. It's Bounty on Broad, Wine Down Wednesdays. Half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine. Phone number is 410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. 
Baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Hello, I'm Howard Mackler, founder of Innovation Refunds. You've heard me talking about the payroll tax refund for months. I'm so proud that we've helped over 15,000 businesses claim over $5 billion in cash incentives. If you own a business, even if you've asked your CPA about this, you owe it to yourself to take another look. Every client is assigned a licensed and insured tax attorney who evaluates your company at my expense to accurately determine eligibility. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google, and your business might be entitled to receive up to $26,000 per employee. Businesses of all types can qualify, including medical, professional, construction, even nonprofits. Please don't miss out on this. Even your doctor would tell you to get an expert second opinion, and we do a lot of work for doctors. Download the Innovation Refunds app now or go to GetRefunds.com to potentially get a payroll tax refund of $26,000 per employee. GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. Hey, it's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and now's your opportunity to get up to 60% off our entire stock during our renovation reduction sale going on right now at all locations. For complete details, go online to rijewelers.com. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Inventory is arriving daily at Gossett Mitsubishi on the Pike, and we're ready to put you in a new ride today. Great things come in subcompact packages, like your new 2023 Mitsubishi Mirage G4, 41 MPG Highway, buy for $18,245 or $2.99 a month, and take Sporty to a whole new level in the 2023 Eclipse Cross Rally Up with rally-inspired trim, $3.99 a month, or buy for $31,235 or 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander, seven seats now $34,055 or just. $4.99 a month. And you'll get peace of mind with Mitsubishi's 10-year 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossett Mitsubishi. 1870 Covington Pike or shop online at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we got it at Gossett Motor Cars. All 500 military rebate, G4, PHF 03721, MSRP 18745, Eclipse PC 037627, MSRP 31735, Outlander PZ 12158, MSRP 34555, includes all rebates and incentives, 695 PF, excludes tax filing license, dealer for complete details, offer valid through 4023 with approved credit dealer stock only. Lewis Black, Off the Rails Tour. You're so excited you can barely get your pants on. Friday, April 21st, 8 p.m., Graceland Live. Tickets on sale now at GracelandLive.com. Hey, guys, this is Keenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that Auto Trader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with Auto Trader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on Auto Trader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. 
Auto Trader. Here's how we long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish foot we're sold. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, and we have laundry appliances that just fit. Fit your space, fit your needs, and fit your budget. Like a new Samsung laundry set with large capacity, so you spend less time doing laundry. And with sensor dry technology to automatically optimize time and temperature, you'll spend less energy on it, too. Save up to $600 on this Samsung laundry set in-store and online during Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Regions Bank presents Live at the Garden at Radiance Amphitheater. June 3rd, it's Lady A. June 24th, Matchbox 20 plays the Garden. July 14th, Brothers Osborne. August 25th, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. And September 8th, Train. Season lawn and individual show tickets on sale Monday, April 24th at 10 a.m. through Ticketmaster. More info at RadianceAmp.com. Also presented by South State Duncan Williams, AutoZone, True Green, Gossip Motors, The Lily Company, Pro Show, and Mahaffey Event Rentals. We buy any car. We buy any car. We buy any car. Any, 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 any. Trading in or selling your car, truck, or SUV? WeBuyAnyCar.com takes the hassle out of selling in three easy steps. One, get a free online valuation. Two, drive to your local car buying center. And three, walk out with a check in about an hour. So don't wait. Get your free online valuation now at WeBuyAnyCar.com. Find out how much your car's worth at WeBuyAnyCar.com. Hey, there's a new, faster, less expensive way to get a home loan here in Memphis. It's Loan Pronto. LoanPronto.com. Started by somebody who looked at the process, said, my God, there's got to be an easy way. And this is a game changer. It's Jeff Calkins. Loan Pronto can get you cash right now from your home equity. Check out their Express Equity line of credit program. You can keep your main mortgage intact, but still get tens of thousands of dollars out of your home. You can use that money to pay off all those credit cards with those 25% interest rates or to start a home improvement project. Loan Pronto's all digital platform makes it incredibly easy. Very little paperwork and you can get your money in as little as five days. And here's the thing, 90% do not need an appraisal. So call Loan Pronto now. They can do new home loans as well as full refis, super low rates, no closing costs. It is Loan Pronto, 901-589-2155, 901-589-2155. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 1661781, subject to lender approval. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. When disaster strikes, you know who to call. Service Master by Cornerstone. Making... Get you back on the road. Get your house back uh, the way it was before disaster struck. Listen, whether you're talking about pipes freezing and bursting, a little bit of the less of that right now, or a tree falling on your house, or fire and smoke restoration, in that moment of crisis, hope it doesn't happen to you, but in that moment of crisis, what do we do? You call Service Master by Cornerstone, 901-624-9200. Put it in your phone right now, 901 901- 
424-9200. So you have it. So when disaster strikes, listen, it's a 24-hour phone line, uh, locally owned, locally operated. They work with every insurance company, and they have a they, they help people all over the region, honestly. They send people down to Florida. They send people to you know Louisiana and times of hurricanes. Uh, they can certainly help you. Service Master by Cornerstone, 901-64-9200, smcornerstone.com. Uh, Jeffy, let's play Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It or I don't even know if I believe No, I'm a believer Or not Believe it or not On the Jeff Calkins Show The results of the poll are in The Memphis fans really wish Dylan Brooks would not have said what he said Believe it or not And of course I ask this because we do have a Jeff Calkins Show poll on this topic Because I didn't know what the... uh, I didn't know how people would come down on this. What was the prediction? What was the poll question, first of all, and what was our prediction? For Grizzlies fans only, no Lakers fans can vote. (laughs) As a Grizzlies fan, how do you feel about Dylan's comments about LeBron? The options were, go Dylan, go. Or what are you doing, man? And we didn't we predict what did we doing man yeah, by sixty forty? I, I thought that's how I kind of thought that's how it would go. I don't sixty forty. I I still thought it, they would win, that would win, but it's the opposite right now. Sixty two point five percent of votes are saying go Dylan go. Thirty seven point five percent say what are you doing? And it's it's a Jeff Cockin show poll, so it's got to be accurate. It's scientific, right? obviously. It is scientific. We only put out scientific polls, 100%. and so. Well, does that surprise you? I guess it does because you thought the other one would win. It does surprise me. I, we are tribal. We are a tribal people, right? And in the end, maybe when he says what he says, you just back your guy. Yeah, I he also think there's a. I'd be more curious. Like, there's, there's. I hope everybody's sitting down for this. There's obviously probably a better way to to take the pulse of the fans. I think online, everyone's going to kind of be rah rah cheering, and. The people that are thinking like, eh, I don't know, You're like, what are you doing, man? Like, I, I don't know if that's a very online crowd. So during the break, in addition to figuring out uh, how I'm getting a Lakers practice, et cetera, uh, I, I read Chris's uh, game three preview. Yep. And it's a terrific game three preview, by the way, if uh, folks haven't read it. Breaks down all of LeBron's shots, how, who has covered him, how those, uh, how he's done against uh, every player who has guarded him, where the shots have come from, what he is shooting, all of that. I urge you to read it. Uh, also talks about uh, 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 the reintegration of John Morant and uh, all kinds of things. Did not mention <laughs> only in passing, Dylan Brooks as a basketball as a basketball factor yeah. heading into Game Three. It was not one of the five things he wrote about. Sure. You know, it was, it was, it was, is it smart to have Dylan covering LeBron, given that LeBron doesn't blow by people anymore? What, what he does is, is he bullies you, bullies you down on the block, and can't you um, just as well have Xavier Tillman then uh, guarding him at that point and deploy uh, Dylan Brooks on Austin Reeves or someone else who's going off. Hell, really, Chai Hachimura, if he's going to keep sure. doing what he's doing. Um, it is interesting, though, isn't it, how, how, the, how the public narrative and the basketball narratives can 
diverge. We've seen this before. I was actually looking back at some playoffs of years past, and all the playoffs take on their own quality and their own sort of – like do you, the, the David Fisdale playoffs, right? They're sure. not going to rook us. Like that. Like there was, there's the. They're not going to rook the us. <laughs> there's is that the actual cut? Oh yeah. They're not going to rook it? us. Yeah. They're not going to rook us. Take that what for data. It? Yeah. I mean, like that, that was working the refs and whatever, but like. The public stuff is so kind of different than the basketball stuff. The Dylan stuff, I think, is it'll be interesting to see how it's handled over here. Uh, but um, well, I guess the people do. I, pe- pe- the people stand with Dylan Brooks until he misses a shot. The people stand with firmly, one hundred percent. They back Dylan Brooks completely to the hilt until he takes a bad shot Correct. and misses it. Correct, and then they will be I'm, calling for him to be benched. And then they'll be calling for him to be benched. All right, what's next? Jeff, with all the stadium money, everyone will get what they want. Believe it or not. Yeah, I don't believe that. And, and it, this is now where, like, we talked earlier in the show about what a fine day it is and, uh, and, and what an accomplishment has been for Jim Strickland um, to get this money. Yesterday, they got the $350 million from the state. They... They, they haven't, if you if you follow this, and I would urge people to read Sam Hardiman in the Daily Memphian, who breaks this down better than anyone. Um, in addition to the, like, $350 million is not the entire package. Correct. They asked for $684 million, right? And, 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 the, and the rest of the money was in the sales tax rebate money. So if you, if you buy a, a Dylan Brooks jersey at FedEx Forum or a Coke, um, some portion of the sales tax is rebated back and that's how it goes to this fund. And so that money, that, that, that had to be extended. That's how the, the, the arena was, was paid for originally. One of the, one of the funding elements of the arena originally, and that had to be extended. They also, um, they wanted the hotel motel tax, uh, uh, and they did not get that. Um, but the extra sales tax money was expanded, actually. More is included. Um, and so, at least according to Sam's math, of the 684 they asked for, there's something else will be voted on today. I think it's the sales tax rebate will be voted on today. You know, they may get $600 million. They may get $580 million. They may get 630 But The math is a little squishy at this point. They're not getting the full $684 million. Okay. So then though, let's say you get, let's say you get $600 million, just a ballpark, right? The problem is this, and and this is the unspoken, this is the unspoken wrestling match that we're going to be loud looking at. Who gets what? Yep. And, and if the Grizzlies want, let's just say 500 million, which that would not surprise me at all, would it you? No, I mean the big question for me is what if the Grizzlies want six hundred million? But even if the Grizzlies want, if there's only six hundred million, let's say the Grizzlies want five hundred million or five hundred fifty million. Sure. It, it, the Liberty Bowl Stadium is one hundred fifty million, and and then there's the AutoZone Park, and then there's the, the soccer stadium. What's the soccer stadium? What? What's the what's the number they, they're talking they, about? They, the soccer stadium. They keep throwing out fifty million. 
and whatever, let's say $20 million for improvements to, to Autos on Park. And I forgot what the exact number was, but so 50, 50, 60, 70, 150. Like oh, I want to say the auto zone, I want to say it was between 10 and 15 million. They don't have enough money for all of this. And no one wanted this. And it's one of the reasons no one is talking about it now. Yep. But the Grizzlies didn't want to be pitted against the University of Memphis. Right. And the University of Memphis didn't want to take leftovers after the Grizzlies had come for their, you know, share, right? Yes. But that is what's going to happen now. Now, right now, if the Grizzlies wanted $600 million, I don't believe that'll be the number, but let's say they want five hundred. Let's say they want $550 million, and all they're getting is $600, is $600 million. Well, that leaves $50 million for the Liberty Bowl, for the soccer stadium, and for AutoZone Park which doesn't even begin to cover the, uh, the, 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 the money that they, they want for that. And here's the truth. The University of Memphis has no capacity to raise money for the stadium. And in fact, you know, back when I, 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 I talked to the president about this, he said, that's a civic stadium. We don't, you know, it's, it's, it's the city's responsibility to pay for it. It's bizarre. Most colleges pay for their own stadiums. But and, and this is the situation that the University of Memphis puts itself in. When you when you say, all right, we're 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 not gonna be we're we're not gonna be in the stadium business like most universities are. Right. We're gonna we're gonna count on whatever the city gives us, you then are left with whatever the city gives you. Correct. And the city, you know, Laird Veach is having their they're they're having Friday night stripes over there tonight and they're gonna talk about this I think they're gonna talk about this fancy new glowing stadium. But what if there's only $50 million left over for them, for the stadium? Then do they come out and say the Grizzlies are bad guys? Well, I mean, to me, like, that's the question. Are the Grizzlies... And by the way, does Robert Perra pay anything, do you think? So, my... I, I said this, like, right when this first started happening. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he won't. I think he should, kind of like as a show of good faith, kick in, like, I don't know, $25, 50000000 like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't think he will, but I think it would be symbolically correct. And honestly, and, and, uh, and, uh, and let's just say it's 20 million. Okay. All right. That 20 million, who am I to talk about someone else's money? Yes. You can make the argument that by every year he stays in Memphis, he is sacrificing, you know, however, a hundred million, millions of dollars. Right. So that's what you could argue. That's what Robert Perra is doing. He is kicking in uh, by not maximizing his investment and just saying, fine, I'll let the Grizzlies, you know, not be a incredibly lucrative uh, money-making machine like they could be somewhere else. And that's, and that's what I'm contributing. He could say that, right? Correct. Um, which is true, by the way, but symbolically it would, it would matter. And not just symbolically that $20 million ultimately, I mean, let's say there's a hundred million left for the university of Memphis and the Liberty Bowl, that hundred million, you know, if it becomes 120 because Robert Perra kicked in 20 and so the Grizzlies need 20 less, that's significant. Um, so it's not even, I, I think it's symbolic, but it's not even just symbolic. It's actually real money, but that's the problem now is that, okay, we got this, we got this pot of money. 
I don't know, Jeffrey, have you ever known, does this sound far-fetched to you, to imagine people squabbling over a pot of money? I, I think it's happened once or twice before. <laughs> like literally every time, you know, every inheritance battle, every, you know, like whatever, it's people squabbling over pots of money. Correct. And, Usually over uh, the second wife and the, the children from the first wife. And here you have the, uh, and here you have this pot of money. I don't, the, I don't know the answer to this. I was, I was curious cause I, and I've been trying to look it up. I haven't gotten a clear answer. Do we know, can NBA teams borrow from the league like NFL teams can to, for, for renovations? Cause like, what if, what if Robert Perry like takes out a loan with the league you know what I mean? It says like, here's a hundred million dollars, and it's like, this is my money. It's like, okay, I, I like to me like that'd be good enough. Like, I just don't know if they can borrow from the league like NFL teams can. I I, I don't know. Um, uh, so, uh, but anyway, oh no, do I believe that everyone? This is a kumbaya moment, and it's the moment of it's a moment of triumph and hope yeah. and all of that for lots from for lots of perspectives. But it is also then the start of the next phase, and the next phase is, all right, what's going <laughs> to happen? Let's divvy it up. <laughs> Let's divvy it up. And that is uh, – and, 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 and it's also awkward because there's a very clear pecking order. It's sure. not four siblings, all of whom are going to get equal pieces from the family and uh, estate. Uh, it's – the grizzlies are going to take what they want, and how big a – slice do you feel comfortable taking for yourself? I'll be honest. It doesn't strike me that the Grizzlies are going to have a whole lot of um, guilt about taking what they want. <laughs> That's never been how they've operated. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, they, I'm they with are, you. They're good public citizens. They're good public citizens. I don't mean it that way, but they're going to take what they, they're going to ask for what they, what they think they need. So, um, so there is that. C.J. Stroud is being needlessly dragged through the mud during the draft process, Jeffrey. Believe it or not. I don't believe that. We've now reached the point, though, where it's just like we've run out of things to talk about in this draft, and so we're going to just kind of make a mountain out of a, a molehill. from today, we will be talking about the first round. The Hell yeah, we will be. have been in. And uh, uh, in case anyone missed it, and I'm, I hope you did, it would speak well of how you conduct your life if you did. Um, Brady Quinn was explaining on his podcast why C.J. Stroud might have quote-unquote dropped, although like he's, he's going to be picked in the top five, probably in the top two still, right? Maybe in the top three, who knows, but probably still the top five. But one of the I, things I that suspect he said, you're right, but I will give credit to football guys everywhere. I am now uh-huh. so thoroughly confused about what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I feel like they've done their jobs. He could drop. You could foresee that 100%. as one of the things that would happen. And then you could you, CJ Stroud could be the dropping story of the draft. Yeah. I mean Brady Quinn in fairness does know or about this. Or he could go second. Yeah. Yes, and Brady Quinn has dropped. It is funny. People always think about Aaron Rodgers dropping. How do you let him drop? And then Brady Quinn drops the way he drops and it's None a good of us thing they that. let him drop. Um CJ Stroud, Brady Quinn said uh, he blew off. He ghosted the Mannings for the Manning passing academy. Yep, passing academy. Do you think that would hurt a quarterback? I don't think it would. I don't think it would bode well. I mean, you know, man's that was one thing that got used against Manzel, and he didn't even blow it off. Like he just like missed. Like he missed like a morning workout or something. 
I mean, there were obviously plenty of other red flags with Manziel. Yeah, I, I don't think if, listen, if, if that's all, if, if people are convinced he's a franchise quarterback, no one would care. Correct, so, 100%. Uh, it's people are just talking at this point. Yes. Um, listen, it's not a beautiful day, I gather. Over no, there. it is It is but far from. I'll tell you where it is beautiful, inside O'Call. You walk inside O'Call, the, crowd, the clouds will clear, the rain will pass, you walk in there, Clothes absolutely beautiful. This would be a perfect weekend to do it. Uh, there is, we now know, at the very least, going to be a game five. You're going to be on camera. If you're in the lower bowl, you got to look good. And uh, we got a lot of things coming up. We got uh, it's springtime. We have we have backyard barbecues. We've gone to the pool. We have springtime trips. We have pretty soon we've got graduations coming up. So go on in there and spruce up your wardrobe this weekend. You can go see Bog and Barley, which is in the same. Same shopping center, uh, and uh, uh, go, stop in a bargain barley, but get yourself something beautiful from O'Call. Tell them I sent you, please. Jeffrey, what is coming up next? Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Anthony Sane joins them at 1125. Dave McMiniman joins them at 1225. Matt Moore joins them at 125. Eric Aston, Eric Blake Topmeyer will join us today on Giannato, and Jeffrey Gabe will be joined by Jeff at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. We got to get out of here. Uh, back on Monday to talk about it all. For now, work's done. This is Memphis's home of the Grizzlies in the 2023 NBA playoffs. 92.9 FM ESPN, the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies. Is your New Year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But Planet Fitness has the cure. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Limited time flash sale. Get the PF Classic card for only $1 down, $10 a month. Now through April 19th. See Home Club for details. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Consumer investigator Andy Wise here. I've covered my share of disasters, and I can tell you the people of Service Master by Cornerstone are the experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. They use all modern methods to repair the damage, be it a home gutted by fire or a five-story commercial building racked by storm damage. With a laser focus on getting your home or commercial building back to normal. Service Master by Cornerstone has the respect of risk insurance adjusters and emergency contractors. It will save your business or home. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Gabe Kuhn here for FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are here and you can turn crossovers into cash with FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's G-A-B-E-K. Right now and place a $5 bet and you'll get an instant 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. They have great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app. You get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. Again, that's G-A-B-E-K. And sign up to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet your first five bucks. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA and also of 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. Bonus issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after 
receipts. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of double stack JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 